Oh gosh, hey everyone, Michael Swaim here for another Frame Rate, the show where we rate frames, and by that titular we, I encompass both myself and my co-host. May he speak up now. I am Abe Epperson, the other co-host. My Welcome to Frame Rate, everyone. Hi, yes. Evers. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, especially so today, because with us is one of my favorite guests, someone I've wanted to have on for a very long time. A, uh, a host himself, a podcaster, a Jeopardy champion, um, mm. sire of the American buffalo, if I am to understand. <laughs> what else? <laughs> um, my former co-host on Vana, guys, you hear his laugh now. Please introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Alex Schmidt. It's so good to be here, guys. Thank you so oh. much. This is great. And the peasants and rejoice. I also, I think you yes. said I'm the sire of the American buffalo. should clarify it's the emoji. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, I think it sounded like oh. I just generated the animal, which which I'm not capable of. Check my notes here. Yeah, yeah. I see the emoji. <laughs> okay, but Alex, thank you not only for being here for this unofficial Vana Guys reunion, um, but also for being for choosing rather from the list of possible things to cover, yes. just a real provocative. Uh, if I may say oddball, but like refreshing <laughs> choice, not what this show usually covers, but it's it made it on the list of things we could potentially cover. And you went right for it. Um, can you tell us what we're covering today and explain why you chose it from all the potential options? Yeah, absolutely. We are because we're talking about the British television show Peep Show, specifically the end of series four. I think the last episode, although I guess they all kind of fit together like within a series, but I I was really excited that your list of options, not to take people like too far behind the curtain, but the list of options had a couple TV shows and I love TV. Like mo movies are good and uh, I TV I especially love and Peep Show is a show that I like kind of found by accident because of the internet and liking strange stuff. And uh, and I'm, I don't think I've ever like sat and talked about it with really anyone. Very excited. Oh, that's great. That's great. We well, very few people I've talked to uh, have seen this show. Um, really? Or it's just like a casual like peep show. Yeah, peep show. But um, I know that Swaim and I talk like when it was out, we talked about it all the time. Yeah, we um, bond extensively over Mitchell and Webb. And that's cool. I also yeah. want to know, Alex, how much have you seen of that Mitchell and Webb look? All? I think all of it. I saw. So my my progression was I was watching Adult Swim in high school, and then they put mm -hmm. on a episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, and then mm -hmm. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place is another British show that only ran for six episodes. I watched mm -hmm. that in pieces on YouTube because somebody illegally uploaded all six episodes broken into thirds. And then, mm -hmm. like, the YouTube recommended next video kept being <gasps> illegal peep show uploads that this person did. Yeah. And then <laughs> I watched all of peep show, the episodes broken into thirds by this stranger who has, has opened my mind and, and doors. Uh, and, then, and then from there I discovered, oh, and also the two main character actors have, like, a sketch show that's great. And so I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I think I I can't speak to it, but like uh, for sure. But I think we saw Peep Show before. No, I think we saw that Mitchell Webb look before we saw Peep Show. Is that 
I thought we became aware of that Michelin Web Sound, the radio show, but right. I was going to ask you if you remember, because I remember it was, here's the thing, it, fans of this show will know that uh, we're all artsy and up our own asses about the medium mm, of film and whatnot. Yes, very much. <laughs> and I remember that by the time I saw Peep Show and that Michelin Web look, I already was that way about sketch comedy and yes. sitcom. So I, I immediately became obsessed with that and with both shows as like like scientifically the best in my opinion the strongest sketch show and the strongest sitcom are uh that mitchell and webb look and peep show respectively right. for my money pound for pound they just destroy everything else and we <laughs> that's why it's just out of sheer admiration for the product that we put this episode of tv on there and I think fans of the show, and of course in uh, England they have plenty of fans. You know they're much bigger, but I there is limited. I've run into comedians who know the show, but it is limited. I, I think after the very opening sketch of that Michelin Web look, "Are We the Baddies?" went viral as a meme. Yeah, that kind of yeah, that entire that entire episode one because that also has uh, Angel Summoner and BMX Bandit mm -hmm. it's got so many hits it's yeah. like one of the best pilots for a sketch show next to yeah like it's up there with in that elite crowd I would say that for me formatively uh, probably Dave Chappelle uh, you know like Kids in the Hall Monty Python and these guys you know like that's what it and then late in later years Keen Peel Peel yeah yeah but like yeah, the yeah. that that was what created like SNL got me into like oh yeah sketch those Exist. can be funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it, and then it's just like these guys kick down the door just like you know all the other ones I named and it's just like oh my god how are they just so good at just the ratio of hit to miss um and they are they're like they're for a good consistent while it's like 80 percent, which is unheard of in you know sketch world but we're here to talk about peep show not that we can yes. meander because i we won't have many more opportunities to talk about mitchell and webb generally <laughs> right, so right. um Alex, plus as we're I talking invite... something might be mm -hmm. number wang and if it is number wang you just have to if say it that's number, number wang, wang you're like what else are you gonna do you know there's no, yeah. you have to rotate the board. That's what <laughs> yes. you do. Um, so, uh, is Cheezoid, anyway, no, we can't do that. We can't do that, you guys. I was going to ask Alex to please, can you sort of encapsulate, because I do think it's pretty simple, what Peep Show is for the audience members that don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, the, the premise is it's two guys live in an apartment in like a commuter suburb of London. And one of them is a little more of a traditional slacker. And the other is to me, another slacker, but a very business buttoned up slacker. And it's kind of just about their lives. And then the big conceit of how it's produced and written and put together is it's from, it's all a point of view show. So it's all from the eyes of the two main characters or somebody they're talking to or somebody who's looking at them. And, and it's a, that's the whole lock line. I think like it, they, they mm -hmm. keep uh, failing and making mistakes and that's the jokes. And, and you also hear their inner voices. Yeah. It's just the odd couple with internal monologue shot POV. <laughs> yeah. Such and a great, what I love such, is oh. 
It's, it roughly coincides with the British office, which, of course, spawned the American office. And watching it this time, this episode, and the preceding episode, Stag Party, where they eat dog on the canal boat. <laughs> dog on the canal boat, yeah. <laughs> But, um, god damn. But, uh... <laughs> I think it's an even stronger conceit than what's so revolutionary about The Office, because The Office, I realize, is the same thing. But you're just cutting inside to a confessional, doc style, and then someone, an actor, says there, like, it's for the same, do you know what I mean? It's for the same purpose. It's so the actor can spike camera, which makes things funnier, because you make a personal eye-to-eye connection with the audience while you deliver your material, and it's so they can say their internal monologue. In Peep Show, you are always looking down the barrel at a Cracker Jack performer delivering their material directly to you while you're simultaneously, whenever they want, hearing the thoughts of whatever head you're quote-unquote in, unfiltered, with no editorial need to change location or abbreviate time or space in any way. It is the most condensed possible sitcom meal that you can give to someone. I love Peep Show. So when <laughs> something that I only I think Mike knows about because he saw me do it because I was very literally doing it while we were living with each other. Uh, something I do is I would create little games for myself when I watched episodes of this. I turn I did after I'd seen it so many times. I'd literally turn the sound off and I just watched the video and oh. I'd create in my head what are comedic timing beats done by camera and look at that joke efficiency as well you know like he has to pan over to reveal new information that's a joke you know it's just there's something about ever since like um edgar wright did the two andes in hot fuzz you know like uh when they like jump into frame when they lean like, in and out of frame when they lean back in oh, and then yeah. lean back in and it's like that i i just found that like there's there's something about the British sen- sentiment of comedy where visuals, they're just better than Americans are. <laughs> and I so what I remember putting a stopwatch and literally going like that. This is a good bit. How did they construct this bit? How did the cameraman know? And that was like something that was very important to me for like a few years that I cracked every like walnut that was peep show. It was That's very really instrumental cool. in my camera work, I guess. And I'm I'm and extra I'm, excited to talk to anybody about this, but especially you guys, because I, you guys, I think much more than me will have looked at this from a directorial lens, like because it, it's very easy to. I realize in the run up to this, I realize it's very easy to just watch this show feeling like it's just happening, you know, like it just right. feels like a natural event that has been recorded through through magic eye cameras. Uh, but I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a ton of choices going on, and I, I, it sounds like you probably found some of them. Oh, it yeah. also feels effortless. It's so unsorkin. Like there's, it's so yeah. unbrechtian. It's, it, you know, you're literally yeah. in their heads. And there's a moment in Peep Show that I'll, I always remember when I try to think of how insightful, what you're aiming for when you write a character, how insightful you need to be about the human like experience. One of those moments for me is in Peep Show when. Uh, it's all in Mark's head and he's jiggling the key for a drawer at his desk Perfect. at work and he goes this fucking thing it's broken every day why don't I fix it all I have to do is get the fucking thing and fix it and it would never oh there it goes 
I'll get it <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. See, that's because what they did is they and they took stream yeah. of consciousness and they made it about time. That's what's so funny about it is that we've never had like I've never read a stream of consciousness book that is all for bits because you don't read in the same time as everyone else. And timing mm. is key to comedy in that way. They by doing it in film. We're able to say no, no. It's this much, this amount of time, and and this is when he stops talking, and this is ah, it's just that's such a great bit. It's like perfect for Peep Show. <laughs> yeah, but we gotta let Alex Cherry pick because he's the yes. guest, and then because I'm sure we'll have plenty left over to discuss. Alex, what were your big takeaways watching it this time? Um, like, how many times have you watched Peep Show before? Yeah. And uh, like, what was the impact of, of watching it this time for the pod? Because I was surprised how I'm in a weird mood today because editorial note, this is happening as the election solidifies and um, <laughs> a U.S. presidential election, I should note. And uh, <laughs> so I'm more distracted. But man, it cut through all the noise and I immediately had a smile on my face the whole time. Mm. What were your yeah. big takeaways this time? So I think I, I'm pretty sure I've watched the whole series through three times. And also, Woo! and a, a few things for people, especially like for Americans, uh, this is a British show that does the six episode season thing, but it doesn't stop after just one or two seasons. Like most shows do. I, th I think there's nine series of this. So it's, it's mm -hmm. as a British show, insanely long. Uh, and then, and also for British people, this isn't on TV here, as far as I know. Like I've, I've had to just find it online every time. I think it's on Hulu now, but it's on but, Hulu right yeah, now. It is on PSA. Hulu. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you don't, you don't have to go through the YouTube weirdo I found, which is good. But yeah. I, it's, it's, it's still a really funny show. It, it feels darker to me than ever. And I think it's cause because uh, I don't know what I, I like this this series of the six episodes in the fourth series it's all just one giant train wreck for six entire episodes it's just this build to this this event not working out and and <laughs> and Mark and then by association Jeremy's lives like collapsing and rebooting it's it's a really uh like I'm thinking about The Office too. The Office has become a show that's massive here in the United States and its own thing here in the United States. And this show, maybe it's just like too rough, like too rough around the edges for that to happen with it. I don't know. Yeah, Didn't they've really, tried to. Did it get they've, remade? They, it got tried to get remade twice so far. Oh, wow. By Americans, yeah. Any notable names attached to that that you know? I can't time? recall because okay. I don't Fair. think it actually ever got there. I gotcha. think that they're looking for, I think, a... Here's what's the crazy thing, is that, uh, do you guys know um, the like the lion's share of the writing is done by two guys? Did you know, did you know this? <laughs> is this yeah. And yeah. Robert uh, Webb is one of them, right? Yeah, and Jesse Armstrong, little known, well, maybe not little known fact, uh, he, sole creator of the show Succession running currently on HBO. Oh, so the, and so is Bane the main like writer too, of Peep Show. Armstrong? Uh, no, they, 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 they worked, they worked on with like all David Mitchell and Robert Webb stuff early days. Um, but then, um, Jesse Armstrong went on to do like worked with, uh, Ian Uchi with like in the loop, um, and then is now making succession. So just like 
kind of knocking it out of the park for a while. Very interesting because Succession, I would say, is based... The moments of joy and deliciousness from the story are mm-hmm. based on insights into human condition more than... And there is a wry humor to it, but more than joke right. and it, boom, boom, boom. So it does. it has that air of alchemy about it that mm-hmm. I feel uh, all the groups we cited do. Like... Mitchell is good. Is it Stephen Mitchell? I always forget. I think, Sorry. I, I it's think David Mitchell. David yeah, Mitchell. It, Thank it's you. It's like David Mitchell and Robert Webb are the actors. Robert and then Webb. Sam yeah. Bain and Jesse Armstrong are the writers. Is that right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Um, but Mitchell and Webb look, I think they co-writer, but I understand Robert Webb's that lead writer. I don't know. I could be spouting nonsense, but I, I'm just saying I've also seen both of them solo and it is kind of a Beatles alchemy thing yeah, where <laughs> man gold struck lightning struck gold struck lightning struck gold and <laughs> created some sort of horrible oh monster. Um, <laughs> it, it's just magical. This specific union of everything that brought both Mitchell and Webb look and peep show to the level of quality. It feels like oh, yeah. you said, like a Monty Python or a Marx brothers where you're like, it was meant to be. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also Olivia Coleman was in Mitchell and Webb. Oh my like God. Lot, we haven't even mentioned of... that. Yeah. Olivia <laughs> right. Coleman worked extensively with them. One of the finest living actresses. Yeah. And imagine her Sophie skills turn to sketch comedy. It's pretty she, fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. It has been really funny. cool seeing like a movie like the favorite happen. And I am fully involved when I'm watching the movie, but also I keep thinking like good for Soph. Like, Soph's really yeah, having it's... an adventure here. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the one yeah. I always thought of when I was watching The Favorite was that touching cloth sketch about uh, shitting your pants. <laughs> she, I was like, she's come a long way from that shitting your pants sketch on M- Mitchell and Webb look. Yeah. <laughs> Good for unnamed lady. Uh, so, yeah, but we've so, talked oh. a little about the cast and crew. I want to hone in on the episode. Um Alex, we picked the episode. I'll ask, was there a different episode you would have rather covered? Or do you get why we picked Wedding? Would you have picked Wedding? Why do you think we picked Wedding? You know, any conjecture in that area? I I would conjecture you picked Wedding because, like... I think the very first episode of the season is is Mark meeting her parents and and that going poorly and so like it's it's just, the one we picked is kind of a culmination of uh, it's the sixth episode of, of six shows that are all just building up to this chaos and and it really yeah. like yeah. it like I I don't know if I've ever seen a sitcom episode feature the two main characters one of them getting thrown up on all the time and the other one peeing his pants. <laughs> And it's like grounded, like it's not totally crazy. It's it feels like something that is natural to the universe of the show. Oh, it's, it's not it's a very scary extreme. movie. Yeah, and it's not Monty Python, right? <laughs> but that's my guess. Yeah, that it's just this because that's a really hard thing to execute, like pulling off that uh, kind of chaos and collapse uh, so tightly. And we should point out, Peep Show is very unsketch-like. It is, it is fairly grounded. Yeah. It's yeah. transparent, so to speak, for something shot entirely from point of view. Um, but 
Yeah, they'll do those sort of arrested development moment, arrested development moments where the joy is the orchestration of it and they'll draw attention to it. Like I love the moment at the end of the episode when he says, "Yeah, um you do smell strongly of piss." And he says, <laughs> "And you smell of puke." So neither of us are exactly the king, are we? And um, <laughs> it's like the writer drawing attention to, did you notice that we orchestrated that it ends with them covered in various fluids? Yeah. <laughs> that took some doing for it to seem natural. <laughs> and that, that reminds me, the other, the other writing thing that really jumps out in this episode specifically to me is, it's like, it's one of the darkest cases I can think of, of the... TV comedy TV show thing where it helps you to bring your characters back to where they used to be every time. Like they never grow that much every time. And this this mm -hmm. show ends with him not marrying his lady. It ends with him remarrying basically his roommate who also sucks. And 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 they're they're both just right mm -hmm. back to being the slacker losers they have been. Yeah, which is so odd couple, what else are you going to do? That's the arc. And yet they <laughs> find a way to refresh it. It feels so epic. There's a moment in the episode where Mark says, uh, do you have any idea what's going to happen next? I literally don't know what's going to happen next. I have no idea. And he goes, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm kind of excited too. Um <laughs> And I remember so clearly the first time I was watching this, being so invested in the characters, I was legitimately thriller style on the edge of my seat. How will they get out of this? I don't understand what could happen next. How will the wedding happen or not happen? And <laughs> uh, there's, I feel like they're able to play legitimate stakes in a way that is so different from sketch comedy that builds up and disposes of things so readily. Uh, it, it's, it's the epic antithesis of the wedding episode, which is of the culminatory wedding episode, which is like a oh, sitcom yeah. staple to such a degree is, mm -hmm. oh, it was all building to Ross and Rachel get married. It's exactly that. It's a point at which the show could have ended, but it chose to go on, and that's fine. There's plenty more good seasons left. But it's just, we wrap all up with the, you know, it's got an air of inevitability. The premise <laughs> is all we ever had, and we're back to the premise. And yet, it's the opposite of every celebratory sitcom wedding episode. And uh, that's why I think we honed in on it. But Abe, do you have more to add to why this episode? Uh, yeah, like, so there's also, uh, not even like, not even viewer, if you're a casual viewer of Peep Show, you might not have caught this. Mm -hmm. Uh, there is another episode called Wedding, uh, in Peep Show. And oh. this is like a book ending of all of those beats. It's actually, well, not all of them, but season two the last episode is called wedding and the 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 scenarios are flipped 
because Jess is trying to marry Nancy. Nancy the American for a green yeah, to get her citizenship. Yeah, and one of one of the yeah. best things that I've ever seen in sitcoms is doing like a like a it's like a humble callback. Like it's like yeah, we're that good <laughs> to me, but it's like doesn't even pay off in terms of joke. It's just they're like, oh, it would be really cool if this happened. One of the things is if you remember in this episode, Jez tells Mark that he kissed. Sophie at the conference mm-hmm. so that Mark can use it as a reason to cancel the wedding. Yeah. In the other time, it also shows Mark pitches to super hands that maybe uh, in order to break up the, the green, like the visa wedding mm-hmm. that Nancy and Jess are going through, uh, one of them should quote, like take the bullet and by that he means hook up. We Nancy. should tell Jess one of us kit like had sex <laughs> with Nancy in order to break them up so that they don't like he doesn't suffer, you know, uh in a in a more horrifying way than he is. Mm-hmm. Which by the way, one of the best it also has a breakdown uh at one point in that episode, there's uh they when they tell him, uh Superhand says like Oh yeah, like we 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 made out, so that's 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 what's happening. And Jess is immediately broken. He's like, "I love her. I really love her. What am I gonna do?" And then they tell him, "Oh, actually, it was a joke. He didn't <laughs> suck his whittle. It was a put on." Superman gestures to Mark to like console him, and so uh, Mark's. Mark says, "Yeah, that that that's true." And then Jess is furious. Says, "Oh, you." fucking guys like you can tell he hates them mm-hmm. both but he's like oh because it's like stagnant we gotta like yeah. pretend and that energy it does two things to me one these are the two episodes that really solidify the unique brand of peep show's ability to like basically open up your heart and then shit right in it <laughs> like it's their <laughs> unique comedy styling with and it also at the same time really pronounces well what's so horribly wrong with mark and why he's a monster (laughs) oh yeah because we should also mention i think it's a progenitor of things like bojack horseman where there actually is a through line of true despair because there's an interesting like take agents crack for example was also an odd couple ripoff structurally and we went the classic route where it also ends with just a reaffirmation of the premise which is just dan and mike are friends and but we do the traditional thing where it's like it's good that they're friends peep show (laughs) legitimately they are poisonous to each other it would be better if they were not friends it's upsetting (laughs) it really is and yeah the peeing through the floorboards is perhaps one of the like it, that might be one of my favorite like editing sequences. Just oh my from god! How funny it is! It's just so funny. It's the I reference yeah. this moment all the time in Whiplash when the car accident happens and you think that's the end of that, and then he gets up and keeps walking to rehearsal. And you're like, I can't believe it went that far. Pissing <laughs> the floorboards at the church. I my mouth was agape the first time I saw this, and uh, <laughs> it's perfect because Mark says. Oh my God, this must be a dream. Nothing this bad could possibly happen. (laughs) (laughs) He was like, no, I'm so weak that I'm so pathetic that I just started pissing myself once he said it. That's one of my favorite bits too. Yeah, I think he, I think think Jez explicitly says like, 
I am pissing myself because you've broken me down. Like you've broken yes. my spirit to the point where when you tell me to pee my pants as a way out of this, I just do it. Like I can't I just do not it. follow your orders. And, and, says, and, and what shall toxic. I do after? Fuck myself? Eat myself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is that's and, so good. And that's a great call, Mike, about Bojack and and like the, the, I also think of it's always sunny with this show. Like this show is more human and grounded <clears throat> yeah. to me than it's always sunny. But like for people who haven't for seen sure. it, Peep Show like gets that dark or darker really a lot of the time. It's a really <laughs> a pretty brutal situation for the characters often. Yeah, right. You you kind of get it. You get it early on if you're paying attention because everyone's so horrible, <laughs> but it's that type of thing where it's like you don't realize that they are basically, it's always sunny with like, they deserve the worst things to happen to them because they wish <laughs> ill on people. They don't understand. They don't take time or put in the effort to try to like be empathetic humans. Like you kind of, right. you're the kind of the worst, right? So because they're dressed up as normal people, people and you get inside their head and you, you like they do jokes that like make them endearing to you like even Jess's super dumbness I remember it's an episode earlier where it's like he's in a bath and they he's like you're not cool Jess you're not James Bond and then he waits for a beat and immediately says in his head I am James Bond like he really <laughs> believes he's James Bond so when you <laughs> And when you're in the head of these people, it's yeah. really endearing because ultimately you get to think like, oh, that's me. I think those thoughts. And because that's that charm is there, you forget that these are terrible people. So it's kind of a slow <laughs> burn ultimately to make you realize that like, oh, they are. It's always sunny. But I think everyone who, they hide it. I think every, hide it everyone really well. who loves Peep Show has a dawning comprehension because you think Jez is really shitty when you start watching like you think mark is the smart capable buttoned up one right. and jez is a really obnoxious intrusion and everyone who loves peep show has the dawning realization that mark is the work mark is like a monster <laughs> mark is the problem right. yeah yeah alex you were this saying that Mark is also a slacker in his way. Can you just speak to that and Mark's the whole deal, please? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, A, because these are both very bad people, and then they also choose not to rise above the situation of being with each other. But it's the kind of thing where coming into the show, it's very easy to think, okay, Jez is uh, always wearing, like, street clothes. He never has a real job. He vaguely wants to be in electronic music, but he doesn't work hard at it. He uh, seems like the the prototypical slacker, whereas Mark has a job at like a credit firm and has a tie on and works on projects and and like is is it's like you said with the odd couple, like he's more squared away, even though he's not obviously successful. And then both of them make the worst choices like all the time. And it doesn't matter that Mark has a little more money and is a little more like well to do like this this wedding episode that we see them in we're it's pretty easy to watch that wedding go wrong for them because all their choices have been terrible leading up to it like that previous episode mm -hmm. that's the stag party mark is about to just give that all up run away with a horrible woman he met on the river on his bachelor mm -hmm. party 
to like be the the cruel boss of a call center in India. Like like and he he I think he self-describes as being a new British Raj or something, which is like he's just right. gonna like Jesus. reinstitute colonialism because that's easier than doing a wedding. Like he's the worst person in the entire world. Yeah, because he's so afraid of commitment and choosing a life because he's so critical of everyone else's lives. Ugh, yeah. They're so good at calling out their own jokes for the bonus dunk joke. So like they <laughs> exquisitely in one sequence within two minutes of screen time he proposes to another woman on his wedding day he thinks can't hurt to ask at the coffee shop and he goes would you like to marry me you probably don't i just thought i'd check though um, no i don't think so right no biggie and then he walks outside and tries to get hit by a car and calls the guy a jizzcock hoping to get in a fight because yeah. he wanted to get his legs broken so he wouldn't have to get married now those are good enough jokes but then jez comes up and goes how did it go getting the greeting card or whatever the coffee or getting your hat cleaned or whatever and he's like not that good i asked her to marry me and tried to get hit by car <laughs> you're like oh yeah that all happened in the last 30 seconds it's so good god can we uh take a moment to admire super hands oh well just super hands has better episodes but he's used sparingly but well in this he's yeah he's just like a he just jump starts the whole thing the one where he's getting off drugs is phenomenal good lord <laughs> but good as, lord. but in this episode yeah super hands is always the one that makes he's like jez's friend it's jez i was gonna say like jez jez on crack but it's literally jez on crack um yeah among other literally. substances and <laughs> yeah he's always there to inject like extra level zany over the topness i enjoy the use they do find, Abe, I'd love to get into a bit about what you were talking about, the mechanics of watching it muted, because one I noticed was the ability to withhold and then brutally shove your face in the puke in the hat, because Ugh. you see it from their point of view, and it's just a hat right. bit, and you're like, that's the end of that. And it even starts to do the transition sound they always do. Oh. do, 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 do. And then mm -hmm. it smash cuts to... Superhands' vision, and you at the bottom of frame, the whole frame is the brim of the hat filled with puke. And yeah. he's like, oh! And they yeah. do that repeatedly. They do it many seasons later when he pukes in a bucket that has a snake in it. <laughs> they do the same it, it's, shot sequence. It's something that they do all the time, and I'm you nailed it because it's all of it's like an editorial joke, right? I think it is camera com com combining, but like what makes it unique is. It's kind of what makes Peep Show unique. In just a single edit joke, they kind of show off exactly what their aim and their goal is, which is they're going to, oh, the implication is there of a joke, of a horrible thing that someone did to someone else, and that's funny because X, Y, Z, and or it has a good line. But then they're about to cut away and say, yeah, and that was that, just like every other show, that was that. But then they cut back to it. And they give you kind of the real shot that is like, yeah, so bask in it, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah. Just bask in how horrible this is. Like, that's what they're doing to the honest, uh, uh, to the audience. And it's like punishment. It's like unnecessarily, given the rules of other sitcoms, how far you need to go for them to get the first level of the joke. And by introducing that level of like uh, 
like, I don't know, just awareness or mm -hmm. specificity, they're essentially going, yeah, we're going to go there. And that's just so uniquely peep show to me that they show the vomit in the broom of the hat. Yeah. And the, and the lingering too, like that's not, that moment mm -hmm. wasn't the end of an episode, but so many episodes end with everything's gone wrong. It's horrible for everyone. They're very sad to be together. And then you would go to the credits, but they just wait a few too many beats. And then, and the music right. is, uh, mm -hmm. it's flagpole set up by Harvey Danger. So when the credits are going to start, mm -hmm. there's a big drum fill, like da 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 da. But you, you just want that to come so badly, and it won't for more moments. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite bits about, again, the previous wedding episode is that the ending of that is there's a bit about um, I think it's like someone sings karaoke, but the song they're like, I can't live if living's without you. Mm. That song <laughs> ke keeps coming up every time. Oh, and yeah, Harry uh, Nelson? At, yeah. and that's how they end it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Uh, and Mark. Uh, once Mar Mark at the end of that, they realize that he Mark is like trying to celebrate because he might have a thing with Sophie. Like she might actually like see me as something. So my, as he calls my maybe girlfriend mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> and at the same time, Jess is uh, basically being broken up uh, with by Nancy because he slept around with Tony um right they just sit there and it's like everyone has left they only have each other everyone's else's relationship is a husk and they just sit there in silence and then mark confirms cheers mate and then just goes no problem mate <laughs> it's like they, i can't live and it's just like such a perfect combination of elements to be like oh yeah this is hell and they're perfect for each other <laughs> yeah they're very good at Instantly manifesting heart just for a brief moment, just enough to shit on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like when in the morning when he says, uh, uh, white is the whatever and uh, the white is the pudding. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And it, it goes to the performers too, but just <laughs> from the that's right, you're like, oh, they're friends. And it doesn't matter at all, dude. And then he gives him two moldy crackers. Like, why did that reel me in? But I'm like, oh, they are friends deep down. And you're like, no, they're not. They're fucking terrible to each other all the time, always. In fact, yeah. they even call it out because it's the end of a season. So they kind of have to end with a flourish when he says, uh, it's like they're not happy to be together. It's just familiar. They know how to navigate it. And he goes, right. um, I'll just chuck it on with all my other moldering resentments. Exactly. Stick it on the bill. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> that's right. We're friends, kind of, is the grand finale of the arc of their relationship. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's terrible to be around each other, I guess. I also... that. That's all dead on and it lets him do one of my favorite, like, I think one of my favorite nonsense running jokes in, in almost any show, which is that El Dude Brothers thing. Like, for people who don't oh, know it, the, oh, these yeah, two main characters the met in oh. college in some situation. We're never totally clear on it. And they have some kind of inside joke where one of them says the El Dude Brothers and then does a trucker honk honk. And then the other one has to do a honk honk back. And we don't know, it, it's like not clear what it came from. It's just from yeah. like the inertia of them being friends for so long. And it's always sad in the best way. It's great. <laughs> Every, it's, yeah, 
it's good news, everyone, from Futurama. They reinvent <laughs> it over and over. And yeah. it's usually whoever's saying honk honk is like about to be shat upon or have their heart broken and they have to go. <laughs> or honk, they honk. just were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, they just died a yeah. million emotional deaths. <laughs> like, there's so many abusive relationships in this, and it all oh. cascades kind of from Mark. Right. Showing Jess what he thinks the world is, forcing him to obey his principles. Jess, who's a boy, doesn't want to do anything. He's just like, that's why he's all punk rock. He's like, he doesn't want anything to do with the man. Yet his best friend is the man because he realizes deep down he's not good enough. <laughs> right. It's also a subversion of the classic sitcom paradigm because normally everyone, like, that's what cracked thrived and existed upon was like the you can take any sitcom type story traditionally and point out that if it were realistic quote unquote like all the shit Chandler has done to Monica over the years like if you had a real friend who did this and this and this because of you know narratives based on conflict a show goes on for too long and you have to build up this long list of grievances and it's like these people are actually terrible friends it goes for almost every sitcom and in every sitcom it's like yeah, but you're just kind of pretending that that slate was wiped clean and reset each episode because it's a new story using yeah. the same chess pieces. You got to ignore, you don't treat it like the everything's literally happened and they remember everything from 10 seasons of bullshit that's happened. Uh, it's not realistic. Peep Show is like, what if it was realistic? Their lives would just continuously get worse, worse and worse, and they would just be more and more manipulative and selfish and horrible. And even Peep Show, I think, I don't know how far that experiment can go, because it's not a perfect sitcom like... I would say the later seasons are weaker than the early seasons, and it's because the, the consequences stick... So, like, by season seven and eight, Mark isn't really even well to do. It's almost <laughs> like the whole show is rickety cricket from Always Sunny. Like, their, right. their universe just gets worse and worse. <laughs> right. Um, and I think that's a noble experiment in trying to be like, no, 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 these are really selfish pricks. So they really alienate people. And like Sophie becomes like a bitter ex-wife who hates your guts and shit like that. <laughs> and they go really far. Doesn't Jess yeah. like have Sophie's nephew suck him off <laughs> or something? Yeah. God, dude, <laughs> it's too far. There's some of it's too far. <laughs> it's yeah. It's yeah. Uh, just a disclaimer. If you are not, if you don't like that awkward brand of humor that. It's just like what else, what worse can happen? It's not the show for you Don't because it, eat that I mean, melon, watch Nancy. the first season maybe that's and get like melon. that's enough of that, but it's all downhill from there. Yeah, <laughs> leave and they'll go so far past awkward too. Like like for for people who don't know Peep Show, try to imagine an American sitcom or or just another sitcom where like it's the end of season wedding, the characters getting married do not go through with it, the main characters urinate on the guests below them by accident. Uh, the the whole thing collapses, does not happen, and then five more seasons of the show need to happen, right? Like, how yeah. wouldn't it yeah. be a thing where they've exactly. just burned down their lives and you can't do that? And it's, but on Peep Show, they and do. And it's not satirically handled, like, over the top. Sophie, who's Olivia Coleman, in a very grounded way, sobs and says, I feel like I've been shot in the stomach 
this isn't right. He's horrible. He's horrible. He's horrible. It's not like funny dialogue. <laughs> this, no. Like the consequences are played for reality, unlike every other sitcom. Yeah. Our wedding, the hump. Right. I love in his mind when it's, he goes, and will you, Sophie Hortensia Clements or whatever. He goes, oh, Hortensia, this is a fucking disaster. <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't like her middle name which he's learning now for the first time <laughs> because oh, he wouldn't tits, put in yeah. the effort for sophie for sophie right. why such a perfect yeah. additional nugget of mark being the worst that he has not learned her middle name ever like, it, like find it out right man. what are you doing <laughs> what are you doing and what do you think you're doing you said you're in love with her that's you right. said i love her we haven't mentioned her. that need her. we the audience have ridden along with him this is the culmination of ross and rachel getting together we were rooting for him and invested in how awkwardly he wanted her love <laughs> it's like <laughs> he's squandering it what a prick he betrays the audience because really yeah. for the first season your whole mental arc if you're invested in the show is wanting him to finally get sophie and he does and he <laughs> squanders it immediately with aggressive like callousness eh. but in a funny <laughs> yes. way I, it's like yeah. it's like um someone's filling me with a pee-filled balloon but not in a good way as they say in this episode <laughs> yeah it's like I, it's not a perfect parallel but it's almost like if chandler and monica was played realistically like eventually monica would be like uh, like eventually chandler's just too much of a an asshole doing witticisms all the time like monica would would want him to cut it out you know yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it would be like a low grade passive aggressive tactic if your partner constantly was sarcastic to you. You'd be like, <laughs> do we have issues? We need to. Can you just come out with it? Um, but I do want to mention for people who might shy away because I don't love cringe comedy or whatever you call it, where you feel really awkward and you're invested. I normally I and Peep Show is an exception. First yeah. of all, Mitchell and Webb look <clears throat> is not that, so you can feel free to watch that sketch show with abandon. But also. Yeah. I just want to point out that the writing on a script level is also like top notch Simpsons level turns of phrase and shit and insight into the human condition. And I think that's why it can bypass my sensors because it's not only it lives in that cringy universe, but man, it has great just like Britishisms and like writing, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The performances are top notch. And as well. well, everything about it is great or it wouldn't be the best. But can I do some do we have favorite lines can, written down? I do. I'd say that's the most fun when talking <laughs> about peep show. <laughs> I first I found myself writing down almost like every other line, but I'll just cherry pick a few. They're describing the melon off. He says, like, what happened after I went to bed? And Jez says, we had a melon off. What's that? And he says, you know, two guys get erections and you stick melons on your dicks and whoever's melon falls off first loses. And Mark says, and who won? Gore Vidal or Dr. Jonathan Miller? <laughs> um, to which, and then Jez later says to Nancy, of course, don't have the melon. That's not good melon. When she's about to eat a melon yeah, with a big exactly. dick hole in That's it. That's not good melon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't make you tense, nervous, or unhappy. Yes, you do. Yeah, but not to nearly the same extent is really good encapsulation 
of their relationship. Um, you're marrying her to spite me. And then in his head, he thinks, I'm not marrying out of spite. I'm marrying out of fear. There's a very big difference. Uh, oh, I was proud of this one because I think it takes a little knowledge of British politics to get it. Very little. But this time I really laughed on the line when they're are they're literally fighting over the steering wheel about which way to go because if they go in one way in the fork in the road it does service to jez's crush on nancy and if they go the other way it does service to his obligation to marry sophie and he's like you're not gonna marry her it's all a sham who cares <laughs> and he's like it's a real wedding at least it's it's a perfect encapsulation of their different styles are at a fork in the road but jez says or mark says I will not be known as Mark the Jilter for the rest of my life. And Jez says, Mark, we're in the middle of the road. You're not going to get us killed for your fucking legacy. You're not fucking Blair. (laughs) 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 So there's like super sharp writing on top of uh, classic smart guy, dumb guy writing. Like, just let me pee. Just let me piss in that prayer bucket. Oh One God! bucket. There's no such thing as that's just a bucket. <laughs> it's just a bucket in a church. <laughs> it's it's just a bu- yeah. Let me piss in that prayer bucket. See, yeah, the irreverence is also, I think, uniquely British. Is that it's because it's like polite but irreverent, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And I love how when they play that line of like they're doing, they're doing the worst thing that you can. Well, not the worst thing you can think of, but like doing one of the worst things that they could possibly do in polite society right now, but they're doing it so politely. (laughs) (laughs) And even I always feel like the politeness is a secret weapon of Mark being the worst, like that great Malinoff joke when when Mark comes back at him with, well, what about two fancy references to two people? Like now Mark is also the worst. Like Jez is is right. a dirtbag for playing that game and mark sucks for trying to like say it's a bad game by saying how smart mark is like get out of here you could just say it's yeah. bad <laughs> yeah another one that makes me remind that mark, reminds me of the same thing is when mark says no one wanted to drop the bomb on hiroshima but in the end it probably saved more lives is than if they hadn't <laughs> Speaking you know, like, about just, calling off his like, wedding. Just like, okay, yeah. okay, by the way, wedding episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the coin has spoken. Okay, let's go. No, I'm not getting married. You're overruling the coin? Yes. <laughs> Text everyone. Text them to tell them that I'm that I'm gone, that I've snapped, but they need to be kind to me. Very kind. <laughs> Stress that. I'll be back in a few weeks. Maybe we'll have a wedding in a few weeks, but I'm on the edge. <laughs> Like you want me to text that to everyone? I'll pay for it. It's so good. That's <laughs> so good. Yeah, another I, uh, I and I, I really want people to watch this show Peep Show. So another comp to me is is the way Seinfeld or Curb will have characters say such funny versions of their justification for being bad. It's it's great. Mm-hmm, it's just the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. I definitely think it bears comparison to Seinfeld and Curb. I made that note and I forget what in reference to, but I agree. Yeah. It also, because this was, when was this happening? 2003, 2004, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, this episode is 2007, but like Peep Show when it came out. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about the editing and how at at this stage, at this time, even in comedy, which is 
always can to me the trendsetter for speed of like how fast the cuts can be uh i think like comedy and music video yeah yeah music video but that's narrative in a more like you know basic form i would say yeah Yeah, this this is like full on narrative and we talk about like game of thrones or stuff that's come out in the last like three years or so um you know we we were talking about it recently in another frame rate um about how the speed of tv has been increasing the last decade Mm -hmm. uh this is in like 2000 the early 2000s to the mid 2000s and there's not there wasn't another show that was this fast it just isn't there was like i think this episode is about 19 or 20 uh scenes and and in in 26 minutes like their average is a little over a minute um and that isn't crazy for tv in terms of like today's standards, which is one of the things that I think that a lot of people saw this and it's one of those things that, yeah, it was seminal and even like people looked to it and, you know, gave it credit just like Arrested Development was happening at the, in the States. But like no one really talked about how it really altered the zeitgeist of, you know, the craftsmen and women who are working on TV and the, the script writing. Uh, they saw what they were doing there. They kind of mimic it is my guess or they can it just kind of infuses into their brain as good tv because it feels good it's a good experience you feel like you made magic whether or not it becomes a critical or commercial success you know a good moment if you're a craftsman and you were there when the moment came together and you try to replicate that in your work for sure yeah and so i just think it's one of those things that it's just they they're so they really took it like a wide like le- like I they just made a leap of faith and they knew they were they're right about it but they didn't know how it was going to be received and it's one of those things that I think that because of the cult status of the show maybe not so much I don't know if it's really regarded in Britain and like mentioned all the time but it's not really mentioned here you know et cetera, et cetera. <clears throat> ultimately I think it's one of those things that it really was a trendsetter for that time not just in its very palpable uh you know visual methodology i mean that from the get-go says like oh that's a cool idea for a show but like just thinking about all the other mechanisms that make a tv show uh it's it's very curt its speed is very like it just knows what it is and that's one of the strongest abilities of this show in my opinion is the editing yeah yeah and did I the, uh, did I ask how you guys ahead. have found this show? Because I I'm curious how anybody in the U.S. finds it. Again, to British listeners, like this might be a pillar for you, but we don't see it here. Like it's not a it's not a thing so much. It doesn't get any promotion anywhere. Yeah, you only see it if someone tells you to, or you stumbled upon it. Yeah, uh, right. I I could be misremembering, but I think I knew that Mitchell and Webb sounds their radio show then realized they had a sketch show, started watching it online, then went to Peep Show. Because yeah, wow. I was l- literally interested in like audio sketch comedy by British people because I love Douglas Adams so much and was going down that rabbit hole. And mm-hmm. then I and I know that that was during the time, like Abe and I co-discovered them because we were already attached at the hip at that point. Abe, do you remember any more detail? Because I don't really. I hazy. don't. I do know that we like, I think we watched the first, I think we literally like got the same 
uh, files. And we're like, <laughs> oh, let's check yeah. this show out. Like, we, we got together. it from someone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who it was. And, uh, but I know we got it. It did. They, they, they just appeared out of nowhere. And, and then we, we were watching them at the same time. And we just started like, watching them on repeat. It's just like, did you watch room, yeah. Peep Show? I do remember having a conversation of like, we already knew that Peep Show existed and we've mm-hmm. been sitting on it or something. But then when we actually started watching it, we we're like, dude, dude, you have to. I remember those conversations, yeah. but I, I cannot recall the details of how I actually obtained the, uh, you know, thing. Yeah, but it makes sense. Yeah, because I and I'm I'm curious if people who are not us and other comedy makers like i am curious if they find out about this show because because it i i think for all three of us it was at least partly wanting to make stuff and then it was like what's another great example i'll take any of them anywhere right i think yeah i think this episode actually has a more of a chance than your average frame rate episode to enrich people's lives because the ratio of how many people listen to us would love this who might not be aware yet and that includes that mitchell and webb look very much so the sketch comedy series oh yeah yeah um you're welcome folks look up the look up the avocado bathroom (laughs) you need to find it you need to do it Yeah. Look up the post-apocalyptic game show. <laughs> Very resonant right now. <laughs> Remain indoors. I don't think he'll die. He never normally dies. My shoe, my wedding shoe. First my hat, and now my shoe. Yeah. <laughs> Hans, uh, you said dry heavies. That wasn't dry. That was wetty. <laughs> <laughs> because there are i i'm i'm only half kidding like there are a few shows like that where i feel especially british ones i feel like it'll just kind of drop into your life all of a sudden like i my i think it's my mom has stories of just watching pbs as a a teenager college student and monty python's flying circus pops up you know Mm -hmm. like you haven't seen it it's just Mm -hmm. there all of a sudden and and it's like Oh, it turns out there's this whole universe being built in another country, and now I can now I can dig yeah. into it. Yeah, it's so true. I, I definitely, it was early in my that part of my career where I was like, well, what is everything British then? Because I hadn't <laughs> been exposed, like at Monty Python, and there was like, yeah, yeah, we have, but like I hadn't seen like what are they literally watching on BBC Four right now? Like I hadn't right. had that, the Muppets. and that opened my entire world to like, okay, now I'm watching Broadchurch, you know, like now now I'm getting into David Tennant. What is Doctor Who? You know, it's <laughs> like all these questions now are coming up in my mind, and that was all happening early two thousands, mid two thousands. Oh yeah, it's me. a whole full range of shows from another country that you don't have to read to ingest it's great <laughs> yeah yeah and i remember i was like wait canadian comedy same thing same deal yeah, yeah 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 australian comedy and new zealand oh yeah comedy. honestly sure. there's a lot of like there's we don't read nuances. that's what i'm saying <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot for me that I was always trying to see like, OK, so that Mitchell Webb look and these peep show guys are so funny. Mm-hmm. Is this what like comedy is like in Britain and I'm just in the wrong country? And there's a lot of other sketch shows that are like pretty good, uh, but they're not like that Mitchell Webb look. I'm like thinking of Big Train, you know, yeah, uh, Big Train's decent. 
it yeah, doesn't have the like hit the ratio that it doesn't and it Webb just has. doesn't but there's some good sketches yeah absolutely um and it you know so you just have to like you start picking up but i love it when you find something that causes you to be like okay like alex was saying i need to know like is there a world i'm not seeing here mm-hmm. because yeah. this is amazing I also should say I, when I was in college, I studied abroad in London for a semester and it was great, but also I had already discovered, I think it, it was right after I discovered Garth Marenghi's Dark Place and Peep Show and a few other things. Right. So we, I got there and there was a TV in this apartment I had with four other guys and I was like, I'm going to fire up this box and it's just going to be magic, amazing comedy all the time. And we basically right. just watched Top Gear and reruns of Friends. Yeah. Like that was all that was ever on the TV. It was it was not the the Eden I was expecting. Too much at all. Top Gear. Yeah. yeah, Top Gear is entertaining, but there's a lot of Top Gear. I it's true. Yeah. Um, Peep Show and Spaced, I think, are the two sitcom gems. Spaced, Spaced yeah. yeah. More more people tend to know about Garth Marenghi's Dark Place these days than I find know about Peep Show. Right. I think that's right. Uh, yeah. And pe- and people don't know. I forget what's all I know is that that's the gift. I feel like that gave us um uh Mark Berry. Is that correct? Matt Berry? Yeah. Matt Berry, sorry. Matt Berry. Yeah, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. I think that's yeah, where most people like if the not special talent. That's where he started blowing up, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and it's his you know, trademark voice is on display in that. So if you <laughs> haven't heard that I, I you probably enjoy it as well. Oh, and um, and then Snuffbox is a sketch show that is mm-hmm. pretty dark and strange, and and also has like a, a kind of there's a through line, but it's very it's more of a vibe than a story. It's very hard to describe, but it's Matt Barry and an American named Rich Fulcher. And uh, if you want just like if you want to go off the deep end of weird British comedy, yeah. that's a way to go. Yeah. And Barry Toast also has a London. sitcom where he plays Shakespeare that's pretty decent. Great <laughs> <It's a> com. <laughs> and then people will, will comment the Mighty Boosh a million times if we don't mention the Mighty Boosh. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I'm mentioning them. That's all. <laughs> I think they're fine. <laughs> they're fine. It's, it's okay. It's well, they're cool. like they're more like Big Train or any number of American sketch shows, which I think sketches inherently right. hit or miss. It's rare when you like that's yeah. what Key and Peel delivers on. It's like a batter who gets point eight oh. You're like that's fucking incredible. There's only <laughs> very few weak sketches, and that's fine. Most sketch shows have are like fifty fifty. I'd say. Oh yeah, if, if yeah that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that ratio is always the important part when examining a sketch show, in my opinion, because it means that you're just like, all right, even our worst shit isn't that bad, mm-hmm. <laughs> you that's know, but we know, mace. we know. Yeah. Oh, now, that's we know. yeah. now we know. Yeah. Plus Peep Shows <laughs> and Mitchell and Webb gives you a whole plethora of new in jokes and catchphrases to get lodged in your brain. Like now we know, and that's a bad mm-hmm. miss. And that's number <laughs> wang. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe is number wang. <laughs> yeah, people do know number wang if they know anything. <laughs> um, that's number wang. So Alex, number thanks you. No, that didn't work. So Alex <laughs> just restarts as if nothing happened. Number um, thanks for being here. You're welcome, Wang. No, uh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome, Wang. There we go. You <laughs> saved my terrible bit. Um, Save Wang. <laughs> but tell people about where they can find you, what you're up to, where they can support and listen to you and your work. 
Well, man, and thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, the The show I'm making is called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. It's a podcast about the history and science and lore behind stuff you think is ordinary and why I think it's actually amazing. Uh, and there's tons of exciting guests, including uh, some folks listeners will know. And uh, it's been just a really fun show to make. I'm only a few months into it, but um, uh, it's it's... It's the way I think all the time about the world, just translated into a podcast about life being more interesting than people think it is. So it's been very fun. And it's sifpod.fun is the way, the Patreon site. Sifpod.fun, or you can just search the name. You gotta so dot delightful. fun. That is delightful. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can just do that. Yeah. There's no rules. It's great. <laughs> Man, it's such a good podcast because for the longest time, I've always admired your outlook on life. You're just such a happy, cheery guy, uh, and I'm such a curmudgeon. No, and it just it brings Lies. it just brings joy to me every time I listen to that thing. So I highly recommend. Uh, thanks, man. Anyone who hasn't, yeah, man, absolutely, keep doing it. Keep doing it, yeah. and we'll keep doing it, and you right. can keep listening to it. And I would, I would, I would counter plug small beans, podcast. but they're hearing it right now, so it's very exciting. That's like, right. Good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so Always we're be all done here. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this has been a small beans endeavor. We're a bunch of pals who make podcasts, sketches, music, web series, and movies. The beans always have new ideas percolating, so make sure to check us out at Patreon.com/smallbeans. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash small beans, where you can browse all of our current and past content, see what we've got planned in the future, and learn how your support can help the small beans grow into huge giant monster beans. If you enjoyed this content module, please like, rate, subscribe, or tell a friend about us. We love you.